The following program is rated TVMANOC. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Lessons from pillar number six from mindfulness is that you need to know yourself. Most people can't even be alone. It's time to get off your butt and go to the fucking gym. My name is Virgie Tovar. Gross. Body positivity, body justice. Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia is your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! Swole of fucking enormous. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Testing, 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 test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome everyone to episode 25, Hundo and Schwenty Cinco of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, gain cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleaze cast, and slay cast in the realm. Because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and yahoos? It's your boy, Papa Swolio, back with another episode. And today's episode of the Beast Cast is brought to you as powered, is sponsored by Everson K2, flexing on all you beach. It's the yeah. fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. What's going on, fam? Welcome to episode 2525. It is Wednesday, April the 5th. Welcome to the show. So this is a live stream show. Make sure when you are coming on into the live chat, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching on YouTube, all the links over there on the streams on Odyssey streams on rumble, the daily swole channel. And of course, most people watch and chat on YouTube on the daily swole channel. So make sure you hit that thumbs up and check all the links in the show notes down below to join the fam today. Swolenormousx.com. We have a big week. Uh, we had a big week and we are having a big week. So the beginning of this week was big, and then we're going to close it off in a big way because tomorrow, tomorrow, April 6th, is Thursday, and what that means is it is our Swolfam Round Table event at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you are there for that. The podcast, the live stream will be private. It will be a two-hour call with myself and other members of the Swolfam. It's going to be lit tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure that you are there for that. Also, on Monday, we had our accountability meeting and we dropped some new content. We dropped a new piece of merch, some new recipes, but also we dropped an amazing new yoga class, Express Flow for Balance, 
from Alex, and that's available inside your yoga studio. So make sure you go and check that out as well. And of course, the brand new Lord Swoldemort design, Swolvada Kadavra over at papaswolio.com. Use code DAILYSWOL for 10% off. So a big week. Very excited about tomorrow's roundtable. Uh, last week was our Rise and Swole, which was awesome. Tomorrow, we're going to have another amazing, amazing, amazing live stream chat. And um, of course, there'll still be some philosophy available here on the podcast app. So wherever you bang your ear holes, if you listen on Spotify or Apple podcast, uh, you can also find some philosophy here on the Daily Swole uh, account. But also, if you have not yet subscribed to the Swolenormous audio experience, Make sure you subscribe to that podcast. Been dropping some knowledge cock over there as well, and we'll continue to be uploading that consistently and updating that consistently. So if you enjoy the philosophy, make sure you subscribe to the Swolenormous audio experience. Okay, it's time to get into some Swole fan posts. We'll take some questions in the knowledge cock portion. Of course, we'll go balls deep. We got a story and a couple of videos to go over. So let's get today's Swole card out. Let's get the nut busted, and we'll give this away at the end of today's episode. It's going to be fucking lit. Welcome. Welcome, Beach. Oh, that was nice. fam it's time to make america swole drop it in the comments down below i like how the acronym would be mass m-a-s mass or mass let's make it more swole mass mass muscular hashtag make america swole make sure you type that out hashtag make america swole for a chance to win today's swole card all right let's take a look at the tainty man the tainty man and the church the Tainty Cams, they're looking adorable. They're all snuggled up. They're ready for the show. They're ready for the show. Let's get into some Swole Fam posts. Here we go. Beaches, let's spit on it. Hua. Babe, just an inch, just an inch. It's cold outside. It is not cold outside. It's a little bit nipply in here. I did a cold plunge and I did some morning mule, but it just felt like, felt like a robe. It felt like a day for the cloak of judgment. If you're just listening, you don't know that the nips are covered today. The nips are covered. I know. I know. It's okay. It's okay. All right. This was an interesting picture. <laughs> I thought this was funny uh, from Dora. And she wrote, finally meditating. 
And I like the fact that it's a black and white picture and it's a picture of her face with her eyes closed, but someone's taking the picture. Someone's taking the picture. So are you meditating or are you taking a picture of yourself with your eyes closed? Regardless, I thought it was cute. Thanks for sharing. Everyone, make sure you get those brain gains today. We have a post here from Pillar Number One Community in our discussion boards on Solnormous X from Michelle. And uh, she writes, what if the person with the most negative impact on your progress and the one you most need to feff is your spouse? Oh boy, here we go. Wow. All right. I try to do my own thing and take care of myself, but his negativity and bad energy is so strong, takes all of the air out of the room. All right. This is a heavy post. Now, we do have other things to get into, and we could talk about this for a lot. So I'll let all of you drop in the live stream chat some thoughts, and then we can kind of build on that. I think many of you know my take on the matter. That's a rough situation because it's your spouse. Of course, communication is communication and honesty are the most important things in a relationship. I guess you can argue some of the details of that, but open lines of communication, negative energy, bad energy, negativity, that's no good. That's no bueno. It's tough when it's a spouse, sounds like you're locked into that situation, but there's always options, hint, hint. It's easier said than done in this situation to find someone else and to leave that person. But honestly, no matter who it is, you need to cut these people out. And that's unfortunate that it's your spouse. I don't know how long you've been together. I don't know what the context is on this. So if you want to go a little bit deeper into this, you might be watching live. We're happy to discuss some of the details, but that's very challenging. That's very challenging because your significant other, whether it's your spouse or not, those that that person, that individual is as close to you as you are yourself in many ways. Talk about community. Now, of course, you have to be the best person for yourself internally. And we always talk about your internal community, your inner voice, being okay with being alone or being in solitude, having your own personal space. But that person that you keep in your life, that person that you chose to bring into your most inner of circles, it's very hard to, it's very hard to isolate that. Now, some of you might have a similar situation and we've talked about some of the stuff before but that's very, that's a very uncomfortable situation, which is, I know why you're posting. So let's get some thoughts and we'll come back to it because that could be an entire episode and that could be a lot more conversation. So we'll read into a couple posts in a second. I'll let that populate in the chat. All right, let's get into another post in the meantime from Matt and Matt in the telegram chat says, so I'm lightish. I'm going lightish with squats today. I like that term lightish. But doing full ass to grass, always go full ass, Matt. You know what to do. I need to keep the mindset of practicing the move instead of worrying about a PR. Make sure y'all are going ass to grass. It's a wake up call. And I have a couple things to say about that. It's good. It's a good point. You don't have to worry so much about the weight. A PR can be in many different aspects. You can have a PR in terms of reps. Pushing to failure is very important, especially if you're more seasoned and you have 
you're ready to go with a higher intensity. You should be doing at least one set to failure, you know, when you're really trying to build muscle and improve strength. But as to grass, I'm actually going to counter this a little bit, give a little more context. As to grass is important or it's beneficial if you have good form through the full range of motion. So you need to work on your ankle mobility, your hip mobility, your knee mobility, your thoracic extension, your hip flexor strength. You need to work on all of these things to make sure that if you're going ass to grass, you're doing it with good form. You can elevate elevate your heels, but going ass to grass is not beneficial if your back is rounding, if you have poor form. So arbitrarily going ass to grass is beneficial. It is not beneficial. It's more important that you are doing it with good form. So as you improve your mobility, you can go deeper. And yes, when it comes to legs, when it comes to growth, do not underestimate the power of higher repetitions when it comes to squats, when it comes to leg exercises, specifically squats. Higher repetitions are brutal. You can definitely build muscle with higher repetitions, but you need to go to failure. And going to failure is really what separates people that get results from people that don't because it's very challenging to subject yourself to that kind of punishment. And it's hard to push through all those warning signs that your body says, no, stop, don't do this. This hurts. Your legs are going to break. You're not going to be able to get back up. You have to overcome those doubting voices and push yourself to that limit. But of course, do it safely. Have a spotter, use a rack, have supports in case you do have to bail out at the bottom. You don't hurt yourself. You rested on those supports. Very important to have those precautions. So good for you, Matt, and well stated. All right, we, uh, let's see. All right, we got two more, we got one more post. This other one I see is from, we already covered, sometimes we get a post that's a duplicate. We have one from the Discord and it was already covered in a Facebook group. So we have this one from Stephanie and then we'll get into some questions. We'll try to lean into some questions. We have a bunch of calls today because we have some leftovers that we didn't get to yesterday because we went deep on some other stuff. Uh, Stephanie is showing a picture of a bike, and she writes, Good morning, fam. At the gym for an early morning bike ride. I was a lazy beach last week. Gotta be better this week. All right. Let's go. Get on that bike. I'm not a fan of bike riding. I don't think it's good for the, the arteries down there, the femoral or the perennial arteries. There's a lot of blood flow issues and things that problems that people have from sitting on a seat, just jamming up your fucking taint. I just don't like bike riding. I don't think it's a healthy thing for most people to do, but I'm glad you're getting active. I know people like to ride a bike when they go outside or they like to, I don't know. It's easier. Yes, you can ride your bike and it can be challenging, but the problem I always have with bike riding when people ask me, It's not about enjoyment. It's about proper functionality of your body. And most people have issues with their ankles, their knees, and their hips, and their thoracic mobility. They're all hunched over all the time. So what you're doing is you're going on a bike, compounding that poor posture. It just never seemed logical to me. It's compounding every single bad postural habit that people have and putting it in the same position under stress. There's many, in my opinion, and this is not really about Stephanie's post. There's so many better options. Go for a walk outside. In my opinion, you're better off going for a walk for a couple miles than bike riding 20. You're just better off. I know you can get more distance. 
but it, let's face it, it's fucking easier. It's easier than moving your body itself. Most people that are riding a bike are just fucking rolling around anyway. They're not really going uphill and doing mountain steep inclines. And I'm not saying bike riding is easy. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing for humans to do. You should be moving your own body. That's my opinion. If you're going to do any kind of, if you're going to do any kind of movement like that in space for cardiovascular benefits, I think you should be moving yourself. And just sitting on that seat, especially for men, it just fucks up blood flow to your cock and balls. And it's not good. It's not good. I, I just don't like it. Just go for a walk. For fuck's sake, go for a walk. For fuck's sake, go for a walk. Stop destroying your taint. Stop destroying your taint. If there were, if there was research saying, hey, if you go on a bike ride, you're going to shrink your dick. No dudes who ride a bike. Ladies, you're going to have roast beef puss if you ride a bike. Oh, my God. Bikes are going to go out of business. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's get into some questions. All right. Very good. Just my, my take on it. There are many better options. Many better options for exercise. And I used to ride a bike when I was little. It's one of those things where it's a nice little accomplishment for a child to ride a bike, but I don't know. I, I, it's not a good form of exercise, in my opinion. And you'll have a lot of people arguing, well, it makes me tired. And this. It's not the point. There's just better, far better movements. Far better movements. Uh, Alan, my shaft gets numb when I bike. It's really weird. No, there's impingement on, I think it's the perennial. I think it's called the perennial artery that inhibits like blood flow to your dick. Like It's not good. It's not good. That kind of pressure on the seat, it's bad for you. Look it up. It's not abnormal. Good good decision. Good choice. Seriously, good choice. All right, let's get into some questions. Hashtag Ask Papa Swolia if you want to submit something. And let's get a couple comments before, because it's a knowledge cock portion. So we'll take some questions in a moment. But I want to go back to that original post about the spouse. Uh, Karen says, that's tough, especially when both people aren't equally yoked for lack of better words. Daisy says, ignore him and keep at it. He could change after a while. If he sees your consistency, that must be hard. Elizabeth says, if that spouse refers, pardon me, if that spouse refuses to come around after communication, will staying with them really be worth it in the long run? That's, that's my opinion on it. You know, when you're choosing someone till death do us part. If you're really serious about a marriage and you're serious about a relationship, that's someone you have to spend with forever. You're his negativity. He needs to unpack some shit. He needs therapy. He needs meditation. He needs to get his shit together. Or in my opinion, you need to punch the fuck out because that's living in a cloud of negativity for the rest of your life. It's a lot of people hold out thinking it'll get better or you're with someone and you're sticking around, it's like a friend, you're sticking around with that person because of a commitment you made or out of guilt, but also because of the person that they were. And we all know that people don't necessarily change, but they also do change. You grow. You might not change completely, but you grow and you develop. And if that person's not growing with you, that's a sign in itself. That's not good. No good things. Let's see, Brenda, Michelle, I used to put in headphones when working out. My partner learned I couldn't hear him and he quit. 
well, ignoring someone. Of course, I think you might be talking about a specific situation. Uh, let's see, Frank, tell him the truth about your feelings. If he can't respect that, then you may need to part ways. It will infect all aspects of the relationship eventually and cause resentment and will end things. It sounds like you already have resentment. Just think about this for a second. And I appreciate you bringing up this comment. And I appreciate anyone that has a post that goes deep like this with a relationship and poses this because a lot of people listening that might not be watching live or that might not want to share have the same issue and they're glad. They're thinking, oh my God, that sounds like me. You're commenting, you're asking this and you're posting this for a podcast. Like you're commenting this online. You're, this is a huge problem. And I know you're hoping it's not a huge problem. You're commenting on it, but it's a big problem if you're posting this kind of stuff online. It's a big issue. If things are going well, you're not commenting about your relationship. If you're talking about how it's negativity sucks all the air out of the room, that's a poisonous, toxic individual. So it's a challenging situation, but imagine looking at that. Michelle, imagine seeing that post from someone else. What would your thoughts be? Be like, get the fuck out of that. Get the fuck out of it. That's a no brainer. But when you're in this situation, it can be very, very hard to get that perspective. And it doesn't mean that it's an easy decision. It's not supposed to be most of the best decisions and the things that you will pursue and you will try to achieve, if it's worth achieving, usually it's going to be very difficult. Building muscle, very difficult. Changing habits, very difficult because it's against the grain. It's going to be a challenge. So oftentimes, more often than not, the right decision is going to be the more challenging and difficult one. And that's a difficult decision, but it's, I don't see how that's going to be looked back on. Oh, I regret that you would cut that shit out of your life in a second if it wasn't something that was legally bound to you. But you're probably dramatically underestimating how much of a weight, a negative weight that is in your life, which is why you're posting about it. It's a cry for help. Uh, Brenda says, Michelle, he is feeling his own inadequacy. Don't get defensive. Just reiterate, you are with him because you love him and you hope he'll support you in what makes you happy. Repeat only that. Hmm. Okay, let's see if we can, we'll follow up a little bit on that. Let's take a question. We'll take one first, then we'll take a call. Uh, let's take a call first because we haven't, we didn't do any yesterday. So let's, we'll take a couple live in a second. This one's from Braden D. You're on the line. Hey, Papa. So I, uh, I'm going to try and explain this as detailed as possible to make it the best. But basically, I've been doing hypertrophy resistance training, going to absolute failure, uh, for about a year now, and every lift besides my bench press is going up, whether it's compound nerve isolation movements, but my bench press just won't go up. I go to absolute failure, but I've been stuck at like 235 for reps, and so sometimes I'll get four, sometimes I'll get six, sometimes I'll get nine, and then go back down to four, and I just don't understand why it's not progressing, because everything else is, so I don't think it's a matter of not training hard enough. I just don't understand why it's not going up because it's the only lift you know my deadlift my d dumbbell movements all of those are going up consistently or you know having a day where it plateaus but it doesn't go down so 
Well, thanks for the call. Without knowing more context, there's a couple of things that you should look at. Maybe your training split, your nutrition. Are you prioritizing that lift? Are you doing it first thing in the workout? Are you activating the muscles properly? Um, maybe your recovery periods or what you're doing leading up to that. Maybe you're not as fresh as you think you are. There's a lot of other accessory things to look at if a lift isn't going up or your strength isn't improving. It could be a recovery issue. It could be a nutrition issue. It could be a, a sleep issue. But I would also look into, I don't know how many sets you're doing. Strength is different than maybe you should be focusing all your energy into less full-out sets. I'm not sure if you're doing negatives. Negatives are a great way to break through plateaus. Just keep in mind that with strength, it's never going to be completely linear. You're never going to increase at the same rate always. So you said you've been lifting heavy and pushing hard for a year. You're new to training, but you're not brand new. So you have a lot of it. You have a lot of exposure to stress, but that's when it, 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 it's going to peter out. You're going to balance out. You're not just going to gain strength. And that's a big misconception or it's a mind fuck when your strength, the first year of training, it's going to go up more quickly because it's a new stress and it doesn't keep on going up that pace. So you might've been used to going up five or 10 pounds every workout for a while. All of a sudden it's going to come down to like one pound to, you know, it's going to be less. One of the issues with gyms is that they don't have enough micro plates. So you could even bring your own. So I would recommend getting these fractional plates. You could buy them online, get quarter pound plates, get half pound plates. I think everyone would agree or people that are serious about lifting would agree with one and a quarter plates, one pound plates. Uh, you could get them on rogue. You can get them from a lot of places, but this is what's really missing. A lot of times when it comes to benching, when it comes to overload, people want to slap on a 25 or a 45. They don't even think about 35. They don't think about tens or fives. They want to see bigger plates. So it doesn't sound that manly. It doesn't feel that it doesn't soothe or stroke the ego when you have X amount of weight on there and you put on a quarter pound plate on each side. But guess what? You put a quarter pound on each side. That's a half pound more. That's objectively more weight. That's objectively more overload. And you might not be able to, if you're getting close to your limit for whatever set that you're doing towards failure, you might not be able to go up with a five on each side. Some gyms don't have two and a half pound plates. I've been to gyms that they don't, it's like, how, who doesn't have a fucking two and a half pound plate? That's at minimum. Gyms should have one and a quarter plates and they should have fractional plates. They don't need to necessarily have a ton of them, but every rack should have they should have fractional plates and people need to start using them more. If you're a power lifter, you all know about fractional plates because a little bit makes a big difference. So I would look into make sure, making sure your form is good, making sure you're activating your rhomboids, your scapula, you're doing scapular depressions, your middle and lower traps, make sure you're packing your shoulders, make sure your form is good. I would look into doing some sets with isometrics, maybe limited range of motion to get through sticking points and overload those ranges of motion. You could do limited range of motion, partial reps for the strongest range of motion, like the last third of the, the movement to overload the nervous system and to overload the muscles. 
You could do negatives if you have a proper spotter. There's a bunch of ways to get through sticking points that are very effective to overload the body more than what you could do on your own. So that's another question. I know you're calling in, so you're not going to have all the information you can't necessarily answer live. But I would also, I don't know if you're using a spotter and how you're going to failure. Because if you don't have a spotter, you're not actually going to failure for the most part. You're not really going, you're not getting forced reps. Forced reps are important. Negatives are important. And those things can, can break a plateau. So if you want to call back in, um, if you have more context, you're more than welcome to. Remember, anyone that's listening, you can go to askpapaswolio.com and submit a question. Okay, let's see another follow-up. Uh, Wax says, I think couples should be mature and do their own thing as adults and not be codependent. Well, that's true. Separate togetherness is important. Isaiah, you can't change people no matter how long you've been with them. Can take a horse to water but can't make a drink. That is also true. Elizabeth says, that's not a life you're going to want to live. You'll regret it. I agree. I agree. It's it's unfortunate, but it's important to know. Uh, Loretta says, I used to know women that were married 50 years plus. Never saw them happy till after their husbands passed away. Oof, terrible. What a wasted life. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, let's see. And it's important to get these stories. You get perspective from people that have these experiences. Cerny says, being married for 47 years, people change, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Either get out or find a way to deal. I think the first is probably a better idea. It's unfortunate if you marry someone and then they start evolving and it, they become a person that you didn't. You could do marriage counseling. It's communication. Marriage counseling may help people communicate. But not always. Both people have to be investing in it. You can't just be one person dragging the other person. So you definitely need to have a conversation. And if you can't have a conversation with your spouse, then who the fuck can you have a conversation with? You shouldn't be strangers. This should be a conversation that you had with him. And maybe you did. And I think you said that. And he freaks out or... That's tough. He's got to unpack some shit. Um, Michelle says, I know that you are all right. It's just hard. The swole way is the hard way though, right? Hashtag most people don't. It's just that oftentimes the right choice is the difficult choice. And if you have two choices, one's the easy way out and one's the more challenging road, you should take the more challenging one. The easy way out is rarely the best decision. Sometimes it might be. I guess you give an example. For example, directions. If it takes you 10 minutes to go straight down the street or it takes you 45 minutes, you'll get to the same location, but you have to go all the way around and up these hills and it's more, that's just a silly thing to do. You're just torturing yourself and you're, you're wasting your time. But obviously the easier choice is to not have conflict and to avoid it. But I don't know if that's really the easiest choice because then you have to suffer in silence and resent. You're going to res if you don't already, you're going to resent your husband. You're going to resent him. Someone else said that before. That's the worst. You're going to resent yourself. You're going to be bitter with yourself. You're going to hate yourself that you didn't make these changes. And you're going to bury this deep down. And it's going to come out in your relationship in many different ways. And that's what's important with relationships, in my opinion, is to deal with the issues at hand. A lot of times people 
will have these internal things that they're dealing with from previous relationships, from baggage that they haven't unpacked because they don't meditate, they don't train themselves, they don't eat healthy, they're all stressed out. And then they get angry at the other person because they left some socks on the ground or they didn't unload the dishwasher. And it comes out as an argument, but it's really not about the dishwasher. It's about your internalized anxiety and frustration and blah, 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 maybe with yourself and maybe with the other person, but it's coming out as as if the dishes are the most important thing. It's not really about the dishes though, is it? So anytime there's an issue between a couple, it should be about the actual issue. It shouldn't be projected. It shouldn't be about something that happened seven months ago and you're taking it out on the person with, let's say they, I don't know, left a shirt on the couch. It doesn't, is that really a problem or is it something else that you're you're really angry about that you've buried deep inside that you haven't dealt with. Uh, Frank, my wife told me she was proud of me this morning because I finally got to the tightest hole on my belt. Jeez, I, <laughs> I didn't read the belt part. And as I started reading, as I started reading, I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't have started reading this comment. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, my wife told me she was proud of me this morning because I finally got to the tightest hole on my belt. <clears throat> that is love. She could tell I was happy and she showed her support with that comment. Yeah. And that makes all the difference. That, that makes all the difference. And mama Swolio and I do that with each other. It's the little things that really matter. And of course, a lot of you have probably read the book, the five love languages. That's a great book to read. Everyone communicates and shows love in different ways. Some people receive love in terms of gifts. Some people like words of affirmation. Some people like physical touch. And sometimes there's a combination, but this is another thing that's very important because people communicate love in different ways. And if you like receiving gifts, if that's how you feel loved when someone gives you a gift for whatever reason, genetically, or you're imprinted from when you're a little, oh, that's how I receive love. And then you love the other person. So you get them gifts, but maybe they want words of affirmation that that's how they receive love. You're just talking past each other. So you're getting them all these gifts because you love them. And they're like, they're meaningless to that person. They just don't receive love in that way. And that's a huge problem. And then once you actually understand that, in other words, you're speaking different languages and it's a fascinating book and it can really open up a lot of avenues and make you understand even, even relationships with your parents, whether it's your father or your mother, everyone has their own language in which they receive love or they speak love. So it could be that your husband or you, you both don't feel loved because you're talking past each other and you do love each other, but now it's coming out as resentment because you're just not communicating love properly. You each. So I would check that out. It's called the five love languages. It's a very famous book and there's a lot of other spinoffs and concepts that come off of that, but it's great information to maybe get some perspective. Uh, okay. Question. Tyler Papasoli, how far down should the placement of feet be for a hack squat? Uh, Tom, well, hack squat is H-A-C-K, just in case you didn't, is, uh, Tom Platt's style. So Tom Platt's style is, it depends on the hack squat, but generally you want to put your feet towards the bottom portion of the platform, heels together, toes out to the side, like a duck. You still want your knees to travel over your second toe. You don't want to cave your knees in, but your heels are coming up. Your knees are driving outward and it's kind of like a plie, but it's like a duck position. So it's like a V your feet are making a V and you're driving your knees over your toes. Your heels are coming up and it really crushes the quads. It's a quad focus hack squat. Uh, 
You need a lot of knee strength. Do not go heavy. Go very light. Do high reps. Do like 20 or 30 reps. Maybe start off without any weight on the hack squat. If your tendons and ligaments are not trained and conditioned, you can fuck up your shit. You can fuck up your MCL. You can fuck up your knees if you're not used to it. And it takes a lot of work to get your joints ready for this kind of mobility. That's what it is. It's a mobility movement. So just make sure that you are going lighter, do higher repetitions. Don't go super heavy. This is a higher repetition approach. Okay. Ryan Papasolio, my friend thinks he can do insanity and shake weight while ignoring nutrition to get in shape. I sent him your contact, but he still isn't listening. Settle down. How do I convince him? So I'm assuming you mean insanity, the beach body program and shake weight. Um, Ryan, are you trolling me? Are you trolling Papa? Is that a joke? Are you exaggerating or does your friend really think the shake weight? Does he do? How dare you use the term friend and shake weight in the same sentence? How dare you? That raises questions. I don't know if you knew that you can do the shake weight with a partner. I would recommend the tug toner actually for partner workouts, but that's a whole other conversation. If you know, you know. Your fr- insanity, insanity is literally that for a program. It's like the worst idea. It's the worst idea. I never liked that program. Yes, I did work with Beachbody and actually did some work for insanity, you know, teaching. I, I've, I, I've been there. I've been there. I never liked the program. I did it once. It was just awful. Not enough recovery. All this jumping and just straight fucking cardio for every person. It's like a, it was like CrossFit but cardio it's like crossfit for cardio your legs are sore and they're crushed the next day just because you did a thousand jumps and squats and things and then you're doing more it's recovery it's more fucking legs it was awful i didn't like that program at all it was a long time ago so the shake weight's a joke so i'm not sure if you're joking if you're not my goodness you sent him my information, I guess, the podcast and stuff, but he still isn't listening. How do I convince him? You don't. You lead by example. He's not going to make progress. He's probably going to quit. He's not going to do it properly. And eventually, if he actually, over a long period of time, finally wants to get his shit together, then he'll get his shit together. You can't force people to make better decisions. You can provide them information, but you can't convince people to make better decisions. That's just the rough shit of it. You might want to reconsider the friend portion. As Cerny says, Ryan sounds like you need a new friend. Yeah, what the fuck is that all about? Uh, Stonefit, what up, fam? Got my steel clubs in the mail yesterday. Loving them so far. Nice, dude. What, what'd you get? What'd you get? Jeff says, what about lifting chains? Uh, chains are good. Chains are good. So here's how the chains work. Some of you have seen bands. You can, if you have a squat rack or a platform, you can tie bands around for a deadlift or for a bench or for a squat. Just be careful. You can hurt yourself. So both of these devices as let's say you're doing a squat with bands around the bar, you have a platform that you can hook bands around. They can hook around the, uh, 
the barbell, your strongest part of that motion is at the top or towards the top. So as you go down, the weight gets lighter because the band gets more slacked. As you push up, the band progressively gets heavier. There's more resistance because the band is stretching. It's getting tighter. So the more you stretch the band, the more it's going to um, overload. Now, of course, you want to break the band, but that's a whole other thing. Just don't overstretch a smaller band. You can get a heavier band and so forth. You don't want to overstretch them. Chains are similar, but it's a different type of stretch. It's not that kind of progressive. Uh, it's not that kind of progressive stretch overload because the chains are an absolute weight. The more you stretch the band, the heavier they get. With a chain, it's a little bit different of a strength profile. But as you come out of the hole, as you squat up, for example, there's more chain hanging off the ground. So it gets heavier as you come upwards. As you squat down, the chains kind of pile up on the ground. There's less chain hanging in the air. So it's lighter at the bottom and stronger when you're at a stronger range of motion. So it's a great way to overload the stronger portion of the squat and decrease it. Because if you're doing a squat, you can't make it lighter during the squat. If you put 135 on the bar, 45 on each side, and you squat down, it's 135 at the bottom, it's 135 at the top. You're less strong at the bottom, so it might be more challenging for you. And at the top, it's too easy. So using a chain can help you overload the muscles when you're stronger and improve your strength output and your ability to break through plateaus and to overload the muscles when they're stronger. That way you're not undertrained. So if you're always doing without the chains or without bands and you're not overloading the strongest, this is why negatives are important. That's why isometric contractions are important because a lot of times people undertrain the strongest range of motion and you're not really squeezing everything out of the muscle. You're not really strengthening the muscles through the full strength profile. It's always too easy. You're not really overloading the strongest aspect of the contraction. So that's a great way to completely overload the muscles more. Just always start less start lighter, you know, with that, just when you experiment with a new tool, don't overdo it. All right. I'm going to scroll down. We'll take another call. This one's from JP. JP. Y'all on the line, bitch. JP. Why aren't you at the fucking gym? Go to the fucking gym. God damn it, JP. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You go to the fucking gym. Hey, that's my thing. You go to the fucking gym. All right. Maybe Martin has a question fucking jp hey papa swolio just want to say you're amazing and every time i feel like not going to the fucking gym i uh check your instagram and then i get convinced to go to the fucking gym so thank you for what you're doing you're amazing you're welcome brother thank you i'm i appreciate the call thanks for thanks for the compliment and i'm glad that you're getting use out of the instagram page hey getting people to the fucking gym every fucking day all right, Rudy, 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 you're on the line. Hi, Papa Julio. Hope you're doing good, man. Yo, um, I've been stuck in 192 pounds. Um, I'm, I've been eating, you know, clean and all this stuff. But um, I want to know what to do when you don't see big difference of losing weight, for example, um, I was at 220 pounds and now I'm at 192, but yeah, it, it is a progress, but, um, I want to make it to 180 and those 10 pounds has been very tough to lose them. What should I do? You got to stop worrying about the number. So all I heard here was I want to get to 180. 
I didn't hear anything about your habits. I didn't hear anything about your sleep, anything about your training, anything about your nutrition. Uh, it's not about the weight loss. It's about your healthy habits. So are you lifting weights? A lot of people have this arbitrary number. So I want to know why 180. Why? There's always a reason why someone picks a fucking number. They remember a time in their life when they looked at the scale and they saw a one and an eight and a zero and they were happy or they were out of college. They just had this image in their head and that's where they want to go back to. Everyone wants to go back in time. Okay. So why 180? So for example, if you were 180 and it was college, okay, you graduate, you eat like shit, whatever. Now you're 200. So you want to start, you want to go back to 180. You want to rewind the clock. So you start lifting weights, you start eating clean, whatever the fuck that means. Most of the time when people say they eat clean, they're eating shit foods that they should be eliminating immediately. So eating clean is garbage. It doesn't mean anything. Whenever someone tells me they eat clean, they're usually eating shit, especially by my standards. So that doesn't mean anything to me. So I would definitely check out our content, the elimination diet. I would call back in and I would break down what you're actually eating. So you start lifting weights and you might lose some pounds, but you're building muscle. You're lifting weights. You're a different person. Your bones are more developed. You're a different spot. You're not going to go down to 180. You might never be 180 again, but you might look better and feel better at 190 because you built more muscle and you lost fat. Muscle weighs more than fat. So for me, at my body fat percentage, my height, my weight, if I didn't have any muscle mass, if I was, and so let's just say, for example, I'm 15% body fat. I don't know what I am. Let's say I'm 10. It doesn't matter. Whatever body, let's say I'm 15 or 12 or 14. Let's say I am that or 17. Don't know. If I was 30% body fat, I'd be fucking morbidly obese. So muscle for the volume is weighs more than fat. So it's deceiving when you start lifting weights. So I would worry less about the scale. Make sure you're doing a strength program. You're lifting fucking weights. You're not destroying yourself with cardio. You're eating properly, getting rid of inflammatory foods, doing an elimination diet immediately, in my opinion, and focus on your sleep and the weight isn't going to matter. It's going to come off and you're going to look and feel better. The least important thing is the scale. It truly is. It's really a mind fuck for people, but it's very important. Okay, uh, Stone Fit, uh, Papa Swilio, red light therapy before or after sauna or cold plunge. Uh, what is best to optimize both? Uh, interesting. Um, I, I don't really know what the, if there's any kind of studies or anything that is recommended. You might want to check out Andrew Huberman's stuff. He probably has talked about red light therapy, maybe. Personally, I'm looking into it. I was going to get a system for red light therapy, and I would personally probably do it either before bed or something like that, or after cold plunge. That sounds like a good time to do it in the morning or something after cold plunge. Uh, before or after sauna, I'm not sure. In other words, these are just things that I would think to do, but I'm not sure if there is a scientific, hey, it's really good. Similar to you probably don't want a cold plunge right after doing resistance training if you're trying to build muscle after cardio or some sort of aerobic activity or going for a walk. It's not a big deal, but if you're lifting heavy weights and you did a big lifting workout, icing yourself right after is generally considered not a good idea because it inhibits the inflammatory response from the body that's going to trigger building thicker, stronger muscles um, immediately after waiting a little bit, waiting like six, eight hours or so. It's a good question, but personally, I would think, hey, you cold plunge, doing it right after, but I'm not sure if there's any specific thing. That's just my top of the head. I don't have, I don't have a system yet, 
I've been, I keep forgetting to get one or to look into it more. I've been doing other things, but that's one of the next things. Cause I have a sauna, I have a cold plunge. That's probably the next thing that I'm going to do in terms of a little health hack. But, uh, so I don't have any experience doing it, but I will. Those are just my thoughts of what I would start doing or see. Cause once I got something like that, it would go, I would go through all the trials of, Hey, let me try doing it at this point. Cause it also matters what the flow of your day is and what you like to do and what you'd be consistent with and what feels the best for you. Uh, Mark Papa Soy, do you think the trans movement is a cult like BLM? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think the trans movement is necessarily a cult in itself. I think it goes deeper than that. I think it's part, the trans movement is like a subsect of, of that cult behavior. I don't know if like that in itself isolated, but it's definitely part of the same mentality. And this is the problem with intersectionality. Most of the people that aren't, or that are a part of this, they don't just, I'm trans. They're trans, they're neurodivergent, they're, or whatever the fuck it is, they're on some sort of spectrum. They are, they usually have a bunch of things listed. So it's really this kind of victim oppressed Marxist mindset, which is an ideology. It's a, it's, it's part, it's part of a, of a cultish approach. Um, but to say that as an individual, I guess depends on how you define it and breaking it down a lot more than I might be capable of doing. It's definitely an ideological, an ideological movement. And it's definitely a social a social contagion, in my opinion. Nunu Ham. Fucking love that name. So many damn vowels. So many vowels. Even the same amount of vowels as consonants. I am a fan. All right. No E's. Fuck those E's. All right. Nunu. Does any of your programs require jumping? I know a woman who is interested, but is healing from knee surgery replacing. Anyway, it could be avoided jumping. Yeah, of course. I do any of my programs. There might be some kind of low impact in swole mastery, but you can always swap it out or not jump. So not a lot, not a lot of plyometric stuff. I believe there's something in the Swole Mastery, which is a equipment free, but I don't think it's anything really intense. And you can always avoid the jumping and just, if it's a, let's say a lunge jump where you're switching in midair, just step forward and just eliminate the jumping. Uh, the knee surgery, if you're healing from knee surgery, if she's medically cleared, I would recommend her looking into the ankle, knee, and the hip mobility master classes, as long as you're medically cleared. Thanks for the comment and hope to see any other questions. You can have her email support at swarmist.com too. If there's anything more specific or show up on the live stream, you can follow up with another question. Stone, Papa Swolio, I got a pair of three pound steel clubs to go along with my seven pound mace. Starting off light and doing many reps like Papa Swolio said to. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. Um, I would also recommend like the next ones you would jump up to is a pair of fives. Of course, but you will not go wrong uh, by doing more reps. You will not go wrong. But once you get the form, you'll find you're, you're going to be increasing pretty quickly. 
Reps, 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 reps. Lots of reps. All right, we did Rudy. Let's uh, let's get into another call. From Carla, Carla Del Campo. You're on the line. Hi, Papi. How are you today? <laughs> my name is Carla Del Campo. And my question is, what are the best foods to fight the uh, cravings for sugar? And also, if I have to go to a social event and I have to drink alcohol, what's the best option to have a a, a drink and don't uh, drink all the exercise that I did during the week? Um, that's my question for you. I would love to meet you in person. I think you are great. And thank you for that uh, great motivation. Um, I hope uh, to eat a salad with you someday. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, hope you have a nice, good night. <laughs> Bye, baby. Uh, is, is it hot in here? This robe is getting a little bit... Uh... My goodness. Now, the reason why, like, your voice was like, that was tickling my spine because I have, if you're just listening on the phone or your speaker, just one thing, but these bare dynamic headphones are insane. So I heard that like in the, like my occipital lobe. I'm like, oh. all right. One, Mama Swolio is not going to be pleased with that, but no, that's a, that's a tickling voice. Uh, did she say a salad? You lost me on salad. You, you lost me on salad. You lost me on salad. A salad? If she said, I mean, if she said steak, then, you know, we'd have an issue, but there's no concern there. Lost me. You lost me. Lost me. You got me all revved up. Got me all excited. And then it's like, oh, salad? I'm like, oh, okay. All right. That's an easy one to refuse. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Whew. I didn't hear anything you said. I just heard the way you said it. All right. So let's see. Uh, one was alcohol, right? That was a buttery female voice. What was the other? What was the first part? The alcohol part. I actually forgot the first part. Someone remind me which first part. Second was the alcohol. Uh, first one. Someone's going to drop in the comments the first part. I think there's two questions, right? I actually did forget the first part because all your comments in the chat distracted me. Social events. So what alcohol? Uh, you really want to keep up. Alcohol is not good. So objectively. Oh, yeah. What to eat to, a, to avoid sugar cravings. Objectively, alcohol is not good. It's really bad for the body. So alcohol is going to plummet your blood sugar. It's going to give you cravings. A lot of times people are using all these mixed drinks. If anything, I'm not, I, I hate recommending anything like this, but if you did something, if you did to have a, a drink, you can have, yeah, Loretta says, if you're trying to be social, but you don't want to drink, that's a great, that's a great that way. Cause sometimes when you don't want to drink, people will give you shit and it's like, they just pressure you and you just don't want to deal with it. 
So Loretta says drinking sparkling water with lime. That's pretty golden. People think it's a vodka soda. So I think a vodka soda is probably something that's less impact if you have like a clean a clean vodka if that's even a thing and some lime. You just don't want to be sucking down all this sugar and mixed drinks. It could be a huge problem. But I would recommend, yeah, soda and lime. Then you don't people can say people will think it's a vodka soda. And the first one, what to eat or what do you do when you have sugar cravings? Sugar crave, foods to help sugar cravings. So without having more context from Carla, we can see what's happening here. She recommended, she was asking, she was hoping to share a salad. Come on, fam. If you're talking salads, that's why you probably have cravings. You're not getting enough protein. You're not getting enough fat. You might be eating too much processed sugar. You might be having too many vegetable oils. There's a lot of things to unpack there. I'm not sure if you've ever done an elimination diet, Carla, but I would recommend going carnivore for six to eight weeks, focusing on more proteins and fats. Most people are not getting enough quality fats and quality protein in their diet. And then you're going to have these cravings. Could be sleep, could be processed sugars and vegetable oils and these combinations that are giving you these cravings. Cravings really do mean something. If you've been exposed to a lot of toxic foods and things like that that are making your blood sugar go crazy, yeah, you're going to have more, you're going to get hangry, you're going to have all these cravings, but it's also, fundamentally, it's from hormone imbalances and it's also from, uh, could be hydration, but it could also be nutrient deficiency. The body needs nutrients. Yes, it needs calories, but calories are a component of getting nutrition. So calories is... What people normally, let's pour the rest of this coffee out. People normally focus on the calories. It's more about the nutrition. It's more about what's in those calories. If you have empty calories, if you don't have the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals required, guess what? You're going to get hungry pretty soon. You're going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to be super processed because it's all extracted. And you're consuming these polyunsaturated vegetable oils and sugars and things like that. And you're not getting nutrition. So your body, your blood sugar crashes and your body's like, where's where are my B vitamins? Where's my iron? Where are these things? So you're going to get hungry and then you fill it up with more crap and the cycle continues. So if you're eating a lot of junk, and I'm not saying you are, uh, just make sure that you are focusing more on nutrient dense food. So if you've never done an elimination diet, Carla, I highly recommend it. And if you want to call back in, if you want to call back in, Carla, you can call the Daily Swole anytime the the phone line is always open for you carla looking forward to the next time you tickle my ear holes okay okay that was that was emotional damage that was intense okay let's take a last call uh, i think we're gonna be okay on this one this one's from roger roger's gonna be like hola papi i have a question for you when you go to the fucking gym. Okay. Hey, Papa, just want to know what shorts you're wearing uh, in your videos. Uh, I need some new shorts for uh, the gym. Thanks. Okay. That was intense. I was like, oh my God, I want to see what's under those shorts. What shorts do I wear in my videos? So if you're talking about the more recent videos, 
they're just usually black shorts or gray shorts or something like that. They're just 100% cotton shorts. I don't know the brand because they're made in some sweatshop in China, but I got them on Amazon and they're 100% cotton. They're not, I don't think they were, I don't know if they're organic cotton. They might've been, but they're good. I like them. I stopped wanting to wear these other ones, these Ranger panties that were nylon. I don't want to put that shit on my ball sack. So I use 100% cotton. I go through a lot of shorts too because I wear one pair where I'm to bed. I get in the plunge with them, then I wash them. So I just have a lot. When I find something that fits me well that I like, I just buy a ton of them. And uh, I just get the same shirt. Obviously, I'm consistent with what I wear. I don't want to overthink it. So I usually, I just have the same thing in different colors, but I prefer the black ones. All right, good question. Anything? Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Great calls. Great calls. Great calls. We'll take this last one because I saw this above. Anna says, hi, Papa. What about cold shower after lifting? Yay or nay? Hashtag make America swole. What about cold shower? Well, I don't know if that would have the same negative effect as a cold plunge because it's not going to take you down as much. I don't know if that's going to be enough to stunt the inflammatory response. I don't know if that's going to be the same thing right after. Maybe a cool shower. Maybe it won't be. I don't know if it's, hey, there's a little bit of cold in your body just completely. It's definitely not going to be a good thing by most professional standards to jump in an ice bath. So a cold shower, how cold is that really getting? How cold is water coming out of the the average? It depends on where you live. So I guess it could be in the 40s or 50s, depending on your location. So we don't have a ton of cold water here because it's Florida. So we'll turn on cold and it'll be kind of cold at first. After a while, you know, you lose it because it's hot as shit. So I don't know if it's going to be cold enough. It's probably not ideal, but I'm, it might depend on how cold it is and how long you're in there for. So you could look into this, but I would mention that cold therapy immediately following a weight training session that's geared towards strength and High, muscle hypertrophy, it's generally thought of as a bad idea to do cold therapy right after. So a cold shower is usually a good replacement for doing an ice bath. But of course, it's not going to be necessarily as cold. It's going to be refreshing, but at the same time, and also the question remains, how much of a difference will it make? If you lift it and took a cold shower, are you getting no gains? Or is it just maybe 50% less? Is it going to compromise it? So it depends on what you're willing to do. But if you want to be safe, I would avoid it for at least six hours or so, four to six hours. I just don't, I couldn't tell you the impact of that versus a cold bath. Obviously, it's not going to be as cold as an ice bath itself. But like I said, if you live in the north and it's April 5th, your water's still going to be cold as fuck. Some of you, you're still in, what's the temperature where you all live? Some of you are still going to be in the 30s and 40s. I mean, it's been hot as fuck here. It's been mid-high 80s. It's been hot as balls in Florida. 
Um, all right, we're still going. We got some more questions. It's cool. It's cool. Keep on dropping if you have it, but we're gonna have to stop eventually. Daisy, Papa Soul, you interested in a club for grip strength? What else is it good for besides shoulders? Husband says there are other ways to improve grip strength. Sure. I mean, you go in the Kama Sutra, there's a lot of ways to lay pipe, but you know, some are gonna be better than others. So yeah, there are other ways to improve grip strength. But there are a few that are going to be that dynamic. Um, from my experience, a club will be an absolute game changer for your grip strength because it works it through a full range of motion. Uh, it's dynamic. It's circular. So you're working muscles in a manner that you won't from farmer's walks, from any other kind of exercise, from rope. Let's say you're climbing a rope. That's good for grip strength or dead hangs, but it's not going to work those muscles in the same pattern as clubs. I could not recommend clubs and maces more start with clubs move to maces if you enjoy that but a club is fantastic it's portable it's easy it'll be one of the best things you do for your elbow it's for me i like it more for my elbow than my shoulders it's so great for your grip strength and for your elbow if you regularly have inside and outside circles for your forearm to mitigate tendonitis to work all these muscles that don't get worked your extensors uh, dynamically so is your husband against club training for whatever reason? He should be doing it too. So there's definitely other ways to improve grip strength. I mean, you can fly on a, you can fly on a plane, you can get in a car, you can go on a train. There's different ways to get from A to B. You could walk, but some are going to be more efficient than others. Okay. Let's see. 38 degrees here today, thunderstorms and hail. Fuck. Anna, it's a fresh 30 in here. She, uh, Dory, it was 80 yesterday and today it's 40. Love Kansas weather. Yo, shout out to Kansas. Didn't they just pass some laws saying that women have to use women's restrooms and men have to use men's restrooms? Let's, let's, let's get a little America for it. I'm pretty sure that was Kansas. Did Boys else have a penis. Girls have vagina. Respect for logic and common sense and any state that supports it. Okay. Uh, he's never used one. He's just unfamiliar with them. Oh, I get it. I get it. Well, don't, you know, don't fear something that you're not used to. I would recommend for you, you might want to start with, are you familiar with lifting? You might want to start with like a two or three pound club and he can start with a five. It's awesome. It's so good. So I do, I do some kind of circular training every day. I'll either use a club. I'll do 10, 15 minutes of, let's say the 15 pound club or something like that. Or I'll do mace. I did some wood mace stuff. So my wood maces yesterday, Sometimes I'll do like the Persian meals and the jories and like the two, the big clubs that you swing and do like shield casting with. So I'll do different ones. I have all these different grips, different lengths, different torques, and I'll just pick something, whatever I feel like for that day, I'll do it for 10, 20 minutes. Karen master's week, uh, golf. Is there anything worse than watching golf? I understand people like to play things. Okay, some people like to do different things. So I can dislike it and still understand how people can like something. It's you're, you're outside being physically active, but still doing very little at the same time. I'm also not a fan of all the pesticides. Man, it's, can you surround yourself with more chemicals? Just saying. Just saying. Watching Tess Holiday is worse. Does she play golf? 
Does she play golf? No way. No way. Not a chance. Walking? She need a reinforced golf cart, that's for sure. No flat beds on the course. Uh, Dory, do clubs help strengthen weak wrists? Thousand percent. Absolutely fantastic for for wrist strength and integrity. Okay, here we go. Let's get into some balls deep content. Excellent. Well done. Okay, if you want to submit a question, y'all know what to do. Go to askpapaswilio.com. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we will have, I got a couple announcements. I need to bring it up because tomorrow is private. It's a roundtable. So tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, tomorrow, April 6th, roundtable 40. Join the fam today, swolenormousx.com. So if you enjoy the Q&A and you want more access to myself and the Swole fam, join us. You get access to all the programs, hundreds of yoga classes, nutrition jumpstart, thousands of recipes, the elimination diet, master classes, workout archive, swollen sevens, brain gains, meditation, everything. You can learn more at the site, but these private live streams, it's open Q and a, so it's a free flowing conversation. If you want to literally talk on the phone with myself and other members, you can bring up any of these topics that you might be asking here and we can go into a lot more depth. So we'll see you tomorrow at five, Jesus Christ. April 6th at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Eastern time. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Cinco. En la noche. En la noche. A las cinco. So 5 p.m. So the episode or the podcast will be private. So I do have to bring up for a second because tomorrow's Thursday, which means if you submit a call, the reason why I mentioned that, we will get to them on Friday for the FEFCast. And the reason why I want to bring this up now is because because we're private tomorrow Friday is overtime so after the live stream Friday morning we are going to have an overtime segment with a brand new driving while gaining so make sure you're there for that so Friday tomorrow will be private there'll be an audio philosophy on the podcast audio stream on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and such wherever you listen so we'll have a little bit of audio there for you so you can have something in your ear holes in the meantime we'll see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. for the roundtable, but Friday we have the FEFCast, and then we have overtime for members again. So another reason to join the fam today. You got an overtime on Friday. You have a roundtable tomorrow night, and then we have an accountability meeting on Monday. We have a rise and swole next week. We just got so much shit going on. So join us, swolenormousx.com. And everyone hit the like button. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right, here we go. Balls deep. We have an article to go into. I thought this was interesting because people seem to be loving pharmaceutical companies. Got to suck their dick. They're always right. They're always virtuous. They don't have anything to hide. Well, we have this latest drop. Johnson and Johnson agrees to pay nine billion. If I didn't say that clearly, it's nine billion. That's a B. That's a billion. That's a thousand million. Okay. That's a billion. That's a billy. That's 9,000 million. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Johnson and Johnson agrees to pay $9 billion to settle claims that it's baby powder caused cancer. Now, if you're settling, what do you think that means? They're settling because 
they're at fault and they fucking know it. Otherwise they wouldn't fucking sell. They want, they want it to go away. They want it to go away. If it didn't cause cancer, if it was bullshit, it would get thrown out or they would fight it. They're settling. So this disappears and goes away. Another thing is that it's 9 billion, 9 billion. That's how much money Johnson and Johnson has. They can settle this fucking massive lawsuit and still be in profit. They're filing for bankruptcy, so they'll get out of this and they'll still keep on going forward. So this is to shut people up. So I think it's like 100,000 claimants, which means that's about, I think it's 8.9 billion. So this says 9 billion in the title because it hits harder, but I think that's like 89,000 per person or per claimant. So check this part out, all right? Um, embattled big farmer company, Johnson Johnson is offering 8.9 billion in damages to settle lawsuits, alleging it's talc based baby powder caused cancer. Check out this bottom part on this first page. Ready for this? Why are they settling? You ready for this? Why are they settling? Here we go. As part of the offer, the firm did not admit any wrongdoing and continues to say it's talc based powder is safe for use. So we will pay you $9 billion to make this go away. And as part of this agreement, we don't have to admit we did anything wrong. We can just pretend like, oh, we're just settling this. So we're not admitting wrongdoing. And we can still say that it's safe for use. Even when we're settling for $9 billion fucking dollars for no reason, it's still safe. It's still safe. We didn't do anything wrong, but here's $9 billion. We're going to file for bankruptcy. And we're going to, we're going to file for bankruptcy, but we didn't do anything wrong. We're going to pay you $9 billion for no fucking reason. It's no reason. Shh. You can't talk about this anymore. So after we pay you, you have to mm, shut the fuck up and we can still pretend like we didn't do anything wrong. Cause most people are going to look back. Oh, but they didn't do anything wrong. Oh, it's still safe to use. So these people are agreeing that Johnson Johnson can still say that it's safe for use. They can still say that it's safe for fucking use. I know it's common practice. This is just how evil these companies are. Absolute fucking evil. Remember Johnson and Johnson's vaccine got pulled. How much, how many billions did they make before they had to pull their vaccine? These criminal criminal organizations, they do not give a fuck about your health. They do not give a fuck about your babies. How many mothers have been slathering Johnson and Johnson baby powder on their babies for decades. How many women are putting talc and this shit on their fucking crotch that's causing cysts and ovarian cancer? Fact. How many dudes are putting this on their balls? How many people have used baby powder before? Do not use talc. That shit is fucking garbage. Do not use this shit. Do not use this shit. Look into it. Look it up. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. Uh, talc was a key ingredient in Johnson Johnson's iconic baby powder. While the substance is a naturally occurring mineral, it is often found in the same mines as the carcinogen asbestos. So this is the problem when you're using talc, you find traces of asbestos. So you're putting asbestos all over your puss and your crack and your, ch- and your children. I'm not saying this is the only reason because women are also using tampons and pads that have, what is it, um, titanium dioxide or something in the pads and they're putting it up their pussy. So you're putting baby powder, you're putting asbestos on your junk and your puss, and then you're putting these 
and then you're putting these uh, tampons and stuff that have toxic chemicals in them. So you're, and people wonder why, oh, I have PCOS, I have ovarian cancer, I have cysts and stuff like that. Plus they're eating shit and insulin resistance issues. I wonder why. It's your environment. Everyone's worrying about calories in, calories out. They're not worried about food quality. They're not worried about the environment. All this stuff is conspiracy theory. It's nonsense. Oh, you're going to die someday. Oh, YOLO. Oh, give it up. Everything's, you, everything kills you. Everything. Okay. Then don't believe it. Just ignore it. Ignore what's in front of your face. Ignore it. Just ignore information. It doesn't matter, right? Just ignore it. Just pretend like it doesn't. And they'll make it better, right? Just identify as someone who doesn't have cancer. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Dory, my mom used it and ended up with uterine cancer. Yeah, I mean, whether it's probably related. But of course, you can't necessarily point right to it. You can't say, this is why she had uterine cancer. But it doesn't help putting asbestos on your pussy. Um, and of course, every, certain people are more predisposed to it. But if you, if you're predisposed to having uterine cancer genetically, whatever reason you're predisposed to having cysts, you're predisposed to having blah, blah, blah. And you add this thing and you have this every day in your environment right up on you and it's absorbing into your body. It obviously you're rolling the dice as Russian roulette. Don't give your body more of an opportunity to take that chance. So if you know what Russian roulette is, you have a revolver, you put one bullet in the chamber, you spin it and you put it to your, don't do this. And you click, there's a, what? There's a one in five chance you could blow your fucking head off. So it's like, why are you playing that game? Don't play that game. If you're aware of this game, don't play the game. Hey, do you want to play Russian roulette? Not today. That's what you're doing when you're putting this kind of stuff in your body. <sighs> okay, uh, let's see. The product, the, uh, the powder, the powder has already been pulled from the shelves in the U.S. and Canada due to the fears and will be discontinued entirely this year. Many of the claimants say they have suffered from ovarian cancer or mesothelioma in cases they allege erupted from the use of the product years ago. Um, you know, again, asbestos and there's a lot of other things that used to be used like in insulation and like walls and building. Uh, quote, the company continues to believe that these claims are specious and lack scientific merit but we're going to give you $9 billion just to shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, these are, these claims are ridiculous. There's just asbestos in our baby powder. Fucking criminals. The firm attempted to file for bankruptcy for its subsidiary LTL management, which it formed in 2021 in response for the glowing, growing lawsuits. So check this out. They wanted to file for bankruptcy for its subsidiary. So in other words, they're creating these different firms and sub companies in order to cut off the finger. This is what a lot of companies do. They'll layer with other smaller companies. So if they get sued or they have to pay out, it's only one small portion of their bigger web. It doesn't take out the big cheese. So, you know, LTL management is filing for bankruptcy. It's like, okay, Johnson Johnson keeps on moving forward. Plus in like any kind of litigation, things like that, it'll probably say, LTL management is paying blah, blah, blah. It might not say Johnson and Johnson. So if you do searches, it might not pull up in the same manner, right? They, they, they do all this kind of sketchy shit in order to save face and to cover up the truth. Uh, initially, the firm offered $2 billion to settle the cases. Courts rejected the bid on Monday, declaring that neither Johnson Johnson nor LTL were in a financial situation that made bankruptcy necessary. On Tuesday, the firm upped its bid more than fourfold. It's like, we'll give you $2 billion. No. All right. You know, what? we'll give you nine billion. 
So I guess maybe they weren't offering enough to actually claim bankruptcy. It's like, no, no, no. But if you multiply it by four and a half, uh, the firm reports that 60,000 claimants have agreed to the settlement offer. If approved, these funds will be shared among those who are part of the class action lawsuit. So you have cancer, you're going to get a payout of 89 grand. It's not that much, especially if you have cancer treatments that might barely cover medical bills. Um, quote, resolving these cases in the tort system would take decades and impose significant costs on LTL in the system with most claimants never receiving any compensation. So they're gonna be like, oh, this is helping the claimants because they're actually going to get paid. But if you continue this throughout, oh, they're never gonna get paid. It's going to take up so much time. It's gonna be such a waste. So we're just going to do this because we care about the claimants. Like it's better for them. It shoves this thing under the rug and Johnson Johnson will get away with it. Nine billion is nothing for their profits. All right. He added resolving this matter through the proposed reorganization plan is both. Listen to this legal shit. Think of how they just grease. Think of Look at this language. It's so fucking creepy. Resolving this matter through the proposed reorganization plan is both more equitable and more efficient. It allows claimants to be compensated in a timely manner and enables the company to remain focused on our commitment to profoundly and positively impact health for humanity. Man, what you're so full of shit. Johnson Johnson's baby powder products were first recalled in October 2019 when a FDA probe found trace amounts of asbestos in a bottle. Fuck. Let's just read a little bit more because this is really fucking sinister. Inhaling or exposing skin to asbestos can cause a variety of issues for a person. It is near impossible to separate trace amounts of asbestos from talc. So if you're using talc, it's next to impossible to separate trace amounts of asbestos. But at the same time, over time, small amounts of asbestos exposure can build to cause significant health issues for a person. So if you're using talc, you're getting trace levels of asbestos. You're getting trace levels of asbestos. One-time use might not be a big deal. You're using it for 20 fucking years. You're just getting exposing yourself to asbestos every day mesothelioma, a cancerous tumor that can form on the outside of a person's lungs, heart, and other organs is most commonly associated with the mineral. If the powder is used for vaginal care, as many women did in decades past, it can cause cervical or ovarian cancer. A 1971 study found that 75% of ovarian cancer tumors had talc particles within them. I'll say that again. A 1971 study found that 75 75, 75% of ovarian cancer tumors had talc particles within them. Between 1989 and 2004, an additional 16 studies from around the world linked talc powder to the development, linked talc powder used to the development of ovarian cancer. Um, while Johnson Johnson has continued to claim its baby powder is safe, scores of Americans who have suffered health problems after using it have joined lawsuits against the firm. So really fucked up shit. Get rid of it. Throw it out. Don't use it. Don't use it. Really fucked up. Okay, let's get into... Speaking of deep, um, you know, we're already pretty deep, so... That begs the question, why not go deeper? If we're deep already, let's fucking keep on going. All right. What's in the box? What do we got in that box? 
what's Papa got in that bag? Let me see if these are all fresh. Holy crap. Ah, all right. All right. Uh, oh, that's a real short one. We'll take this one. We got an appetizer. Who wants for Who's ready for an appetizer? You ready? Here's a taste test. Here's a taste test. Just a little sample. Just a taste. What's in the box? This one's titled None of Your Business. I wish it wasn't, but you posted it online. Now it's time for Papa Swolio's janitorial services. If you don't know, uh, this is a time where we clean up the internet. We scrape the barnacles off the internet, the ship of the internet. Hashtag make America swole. Drop that in the comments down below. Here we go. None of your business. I disagree. Here we go. Whether or not yeah. a fat person is unhealthy is none of your business. It's my taxes. People love to think that if someone is unhealthy, it's their personal responsibility to return them to health. And that's not how it works. You're right. There's going to be diabetic and be a, a dead weight on our society. Uh, not automatic if you're diabetes, but you could be a drain on the healthcare system. And if you're not going to take personal responsibility, then other people will. It's still your responsibility. Just because you don't want to be healthy and you want to be fat doesn't mean that just because I tell you you should go to the fucking gym and not eat cake doesn't make me wrong. Just because you don't like it doesn't make me wrong. So have fun being fat and um, keep us posted on your blood sugar. Okay, let's see. Yeah, dumb bitch. Shut up, bitch. Okay, pick a number one, two, or three. One, two, or three. If you look like absolute shit, if you're obese and you just look like crap, please don't try to be like, it's not your responsibility. If I'm health, it's not your responsibility. Like, well, fuck, it's someone's responsibility. Someone's going to be taking care of you and pushing around a wheelchair and wiping your ass. Jesus Christ, it comes out of all of our pockets. Why do you think insurance premiums are so high? It's because so many people don't fucking take care of themselves. Everyone else has to pay out the ass. So it is my business. Uh, it is my business. Weak people weaken our country. And if we're all in the same country together, then as a weak person, you increase our security risk. So it's all of our business. We're going to send all our fatties to the front line to defend this country. Great. Great. I feel safer already. All right. Maddie, number two. What's in the box? Maddie, number two. Maddie, you got this one? Maddie's got this one. Ooh. Uh, Maddie has selected. Maddie has selected weight is stigmatized medical community. Maddie, number two. Maddie, number two. Does anybody else hate how stigmatized weight is in the medical community? It's like a patient goes to their provider and they're asking for help with weight loss and they get totally shut down. And then in the next breath, their doctor is telling them to like, you know, they need to lose weight to benefit their health. And that doesn't make sense. That doesn't we make choose sense. truth over facts. I, I don't think you made sense at all. I, I know you didn't make sense. Let me just read that text of subtitles. It's like a patient goes to their provider and they're asking for help with weight loss. You're just telling you. Everyone says that the doctors are fat phobic and you like your weight, blah, blah, blah. Do people go to their doctor asking for help with weight loss? I thought all of you lunatics were just justifying that you're obese. 
and that the doctors were fat phobic because they tell you to lose weight. So they're not going to the doctor. Are they going to the doctor for help with weight loss or are they not? That's not what that's not in the same vein of the fat acceptance. You're just making this weird argument. They're asking for help with weight loss and they get totally shut down. And then in the next breath, their doctor is telling them they need to lose weight. Tell me something. I'll, I'll take something that didn't happen for a thousand, Alex. You're going to your doctor for help with losing weight. And you get totally shut down. When, when does that happen? Shut down. The, don't go to the doctor for help losing weight. They do not know what to tell you. Doctors don't know how to help you get healthier. They know how to treat you when you're sick with prescription drugs. That's what you're going to get. You're going to the doctor. They're going to give you a pill or they're going to run some blood panels. Yes, there could be some good things that come from the doctors, but that's not how you're going to get healthy. Okay. That's not how you're going to get healthy. No doctor shutting, no doctor shutting fucking people down. God damn it. To, okay. you know, they need to lose weight to benefit their health and that they should do diet and exercise. Like, <gasps> wow. That didn't occur to you before, right? Well, you didn't do it right. So you don't know what you're doing either. You just have a room with two people. The doctor doesn't know how to get you healthy and you don't know how to get healthy. So what should you be doing? You should be going to other sources. Okay. Like, as a part of the medical community, I'm Great. so sorry that we're still doing this to people. And What an ally. She's so sorry. She's so sorry. What an ally. Thank you so much. So brave. God damn it, are you brave. People ...and acting like you probably haven't tried a million things at home to try to lose weight. One, that's an exaggeration. You haven't tried a million things. And it doesn't matter if you've tried a million things. Guess what? You haven't tried the right one. So for anyone that says, oh, I've tried everything, you haven't. You know why? Because you haven't gotten results. You haven't done the right thing. I don't care if you've done 100 things. I don't think you, I don't care if you've done 50 things. You could do every single thing that doesn't work. Okay, you still haven't done what works. Otherwise, guess what? It would have worked. You still haven't done it right. You still haven't done it right. So there's that. That's why I'm so excited that I work for a company like Mochi, which is a telehealth obesity medicine practice. If you haven't heard of us. A telehealth obesity practice. Great. You can call us and pay us money and just complain on the phone. We'll listen to you and not help you. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe, maybe, maybe someone does get help. Let's see. Um, where we have this whole group of board-certified obesity medicine providers. Board-certified obesity medicine providers. Okay. Not a good start. Who are up-to-date. They want to provide you with the most evidence-based mm-hmm. and correct recommendations oh. to help you in your weight loss goals. Okay. Because we all know that mm-hmm. even just having a small amount of weight loss. Yeah. If you're struggling with obesity, yeah. can lead to very significant health benefits. Based? In the short term and in the long term. Based? And really, our Wait. whole mission at Mochi is to make sure that you feel supported and heard and that you have access to therapies that you might otherwise be barred from. Eh, this is a... I get it. It's a sales pitch. I get it. This is a top of the funnel. You might be barred from... All right, so I see what you're saying. You're just being like, everyone else is mean to you. We're going to be nice to you here. We are help. Okay, I get it. Maybe not a bad thing. Or 
whatever reason. Mm. So if you're interested, you can go and fill out our LGBT. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm not plugging this shit. But that might be a good idea. Okay. All right. All right. Sales pitch. All right, but come to us. We'll help. If you're actually helping people, if you're actually, if you're helping people get less fat, so it just, that just seemed like an irrational thing. Like, hey, you go to your doctor to lose weight or they're going to tell you to lose weight. Doctor, in other words, doctors are mean. We'll help you get healthier and not be mean. If you feel like your doctor's being mean. So maybe they just spend more time with you. It's telehealth. They don't have to have the same type of scheduling. They could have more people that are not, they can have more consultants than maybe MDs. So they can have a lot of times what these telehealth companies will do is they'll have like one overseeing MD, but they'll have a lot of consultants that are trained with certain scripts and things like that to talk to people on the phone. It's kind of like a PA. You could have like a physician assistant. You could have like five PAs and one doctor, but the PAs can practice under their license, under the MD's license. It's that kind of thing, you know? So it's, you're able to scale that a lot better and you don't need a doctor for every single person that's calling. You can have one doctor that's in charge and it's under their license, whatever you, you get my point. So anyway, I mean, she kind of used that as a, like, I don't care if mochi works for some people. That's great. Uh, but it comes down to like, so I don't disagree with what she said. Fine. Then go do that. If you're losing weight, I, I like the fact that she was promoting in other words, she was just kind of shitting on doctors like, hey, come to us. We will help you lose weight. That's good. The fat acceptance people are usually, I don't have to lose weight. I'm perfect just the way I am. You're the one that's fat phobic. Being fat is not unhealthy. She wasn't saying that. So I'm actually, I was ready to get really lit, but she actually said, I'm like, yeah, you should be losing weight. Yeah. Losing a little extra body fat and making progress. Progress is progress. So, all right. Okay. Uh, Could have been worse. Let's do, let's do that one. This one's titled, you may not know this. You may not know this fam. Do we not know this? Are you telling the swole fam that we don't know this? We know everything here. What's in the box? We know everything that we know. We don't know things we don't know, but we know things that we know. So you tell me we may not know this. I disagree. Unless we don't know it. Okay. Here's a surprising thing uh, you might not realize about your weight. What is I'm the wall? Katie. I'm a non-diet dietitian and an intuitive eating specialist. And <laughs> I'm the fucking I got hairy legs. Uh, How about I send okay. you a hobo's dick cheese? I feel like it's like the umpire behind the home plate. Time. Calling time. I'm Katie. Uh, okay. Let, let me read this. Uh, I can only take so much stupid in a given time frame. It's so dense. If it's really thick, I have to pause the stupidity so I can absorb it. I'm Katie. I'm a non-diet dietitian. Okay. I'm a non-diet dietitian. Well, I'm a non-doctor doctor. I'm a non-weightlifter weightlifter. I'm a... Not I'm a, I'm an unsmart I'm a stupid smart person. Um, I am a non-bus driver bus driver. I'm a non-janitor janitor. I am a non-Uber Uber driver. 
I am a, what are some other examples? I'm a non-diet dietitian. So one, you're telling me you're stupid. An intuitive eating specialist. You're an intuitive eating specialist. So you literally said, I'm not a dietitian. And I'm an intuitive eating. Intuitive meaning, I am just going to eat what I feel like eating. So you're a grifter, is what you're saying. You're a charlatan. That's what you're saying. You're just making shit up. Okay. Not off to a good start. Eight seconds in. Rough start, fam. Rough start. Okay. Not realize about your weight. I'm Katie. I'm a non-diet dietitian and an intuitive eating specialist. And let's unpack some of the weight science here. Ugh. When it comes to weight, researchers really don't know why some bodies are fat and some bodies are thin. Matt Damon. Wow. What we do know is that it's way more complicated than calories in, calories out. I do say that myself. So I don't disagree in that individual segment there. Okay. The idea that we should be trying to make all fat bodies thin is both deeply stigmatizing and biologically flawed. I think I'm going to start a movement to eliminate the word thin. Fuck thin. Build muscle, get swole. Can we agree? It's not about getting thin. It's about having less body fat and having, don't having, not having excessive body fat. You don't want to be thin. You want to be fit. You want to be athletic. You want to be muscular. You want to be active. You want to be fit. Fuck thin. That's the same. Thin is the same as fat. It's low muscle mass. It's, it's not good. Thin and frail, fat, and it's not good. Some people are going to be fat no matter what they do. They might fucking holy fuck false some people are going to be fat no matter what they do jesus christ bullshit fucking bullshit no matter what they do no some people uh, I, I okay i agree to a point i'm gonna explain this some people are going to be fat no matter what they do here's what that the way she said it means the way she said it is saying people are going to be fat no matter like people some people are just fat they can't change it. That's what she's saying. Some people are going to be fat no matter what they do. I will I will agree with, I, I disagree completely, and I also agree completely. You ready for this? The way, what she means is some people are going to be fat, period. They can't be unfat. I agree that some people are going to be fat no matter what, no matter what they do. Because some people will do all the wrong things. So no matter what they did, they're not going to make changes because they're not doing the right thing. So I agree in the, in the sense that some people are going to be fat no matter what they actually do. Yeah, they're not doing the right thing. They do 15 things, let's just say. They're not doing the right one. The way she's saying is some people are fat, they can't change it. Some people are going to be fat no matter what they do. They uh, might temporarily be able to lose weight, but almost all the time they will regain it. Some and why is that? They make stupid choices and then they make more stupid choices. They stop making those other choices. They cut out carbs and they start eating carbs. Like they go back to their old habits. Yeah, a lot of people fail and give up and stop and don't do things properly. Wow. 
one observation. Some bodies are just not meant to be thin bodies. Fuck your thin. Fuck your thin. Almost all the time, they will regain it. Some bodies are just not meant to be thin bodies. Bullshit. And just because you or your Fit. cousin Debbie was able to lose weight and keep it off doesn't mean that every single fat person can do that. Well, guess what? Most people do things wrong and don't do it properly. So yeah, more people can definitely do it. Are there some people out there that might have some unique genetic disorder? But you give someone real fucking food and give them a routine, they will lose weight. I guarantee you put someone on a fat, on like a farm, and you may, and this is what you're eating. This is what you're doing. They're going to lose fat. If they actually do it. Hell yeah, they will. Hell fucking yeah. Now, what I will say is, is it easier for some people than others? Depends on how you define easier. Some Do some people have to work harder than others? It's hard to define what harder means, but yes. Some people will build muscle or will have bigger shaped arms or calves or abs than other people. In other words, the amount of work that they put in, they might get results, but it's not impossible. Some people have to work harder for things. If your IQ is 10 points lower than someone else, you might have to study more and practice harder and find everyone's going to have their strengths and weaknesses is my point. Some people will have less natural athletic ability, but if they train their fucking ass off and they're obsessed and they work as hard as they possibly can, they can still be in the professional leagues. They can still, they might not be as good. If you combine natural athletic talent and hard work ethic, you become a Michael Jordan, you become a Kobe Bryant, you become, because you have natural ability and you're obsessed and you work your fucking ass off. You can work your ass off and not have the same natural ability and still overcome a lot of obstacles. It just might be a longer path and it might be a lot more arduous and the end result might not be as high like Muggsy Bogues, he played in the NBA. He was five foot one. He's not on the same par. He's not equated with Michael Jordan. But if Muggsy Bogues, for example, let's say had the same, let's say for both of their work ethic, if you're six six and you're Michael Jordan or you're five foot one, you're Muggsy Bogues, and you both work the same amount of effort, Muggsy Bogues made it to the NBA and he was popular because he was an anomaly. But Michael Jordan had more natural talent. He was 6'6", so the same level of work ethic will take him, obviously, to all those super, you know, championships, Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying. Okay, uh, seven seconds. We need to accept the fact that body diversity exists. And body diversity does not mean that you can't get results. Body diversity, everyone's different. Some people are 6'6", some people are 5'4". Like, come on. Body diversity. This is just a, uh, an excuse to give people the right to not make changes. And she has a job by telling people they're beautiful just the way they are. They can intuitively eat and they're not meant to, they're just meant to be fat. So you have people that are using her services, satisfying their egos and making them feel better with phone calls or consultations so they can intuitively eat because some bodies are just bigger than others. I wonder what recommendations she's making. I wonder what her clients are eating. I wonder what they're actually doing. Do you think they're carnivore or do you think they're eating high protein and fat? Do you think they're lifting weights? Do you think they're meditating? Do you think they're focusing on electrolytes and quality sleep? Do you think they're focusing on the seven pillars? Not when they're intuitive eating. So they're eating a lot of shit. Do you think they're worrying about 
or paying attention to the baby powder they're putting on their pussy? Do you think they're, um, you know, concerned about their environment or the perfumes or the household cleaners or the toxins in their environment that's interrupting their endocrine system? Do you think she's talking to them or she's qualified? You're talking about birth control. Like what else is going on here? You have some doctors that are putting girls on things like Lupron, which is a chemically castration they're putting for hormones when they're younger. That you have doctors putting young girls in puberty on birth control because of acne. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's evil. It's sick. It's fucking up people's bodies for the rest of their lives. Okay, grifter's gonna grift. Um, anytime you hear those key phrases, intuitive eating, f- red flag, grifter, non-diet dietitian, red flag, grifter. Like, you make money by pandering. This is just, you know what it is? It's fat affirming. It's the same as the gender affirming shit. It's feeding into people's delusions. Oh, you are just fat because you're fat. That's who you are. It's fat enabling. It's fat affirming. It's obese. It's morbidity affirming. Obesity affirming. That's really what it is. It's the same thing. You're affirming someone's obesity. And they don't have to change. They can just be fat and proud or body positivity. I'm just born fat. This is the way I am. No, that's the way you are. You don't have to be, but you're choosing to be that way because it's easier to get love and attention by being a victim and by changing your hashtags and changing your habits. Last one. Speaking of fat, let's see. Fat versus thin shaming. I'm your huckleberry. Fat versus thin shaming. Again, fuck this thin shit. Get swole. Make gains. Don't be thin. Be fit. Fuck thin. If you're thin, you're not healthy either. You have low bone density. You're going to have osteoporosis. You're going to have other issues. Enough. Enough. I have never said, and I will never say, that any particular body is good or bad or better or worse than any other body. Stop with the low angles and the crop top. Please, no one wants to see that muffin. Too many carbs. Too many carbs. No one sees the, no one wants to see the muffin top. No muffins. No muffins. No, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want that phytic acid in my face. Our bodies just exist. We just live here. (laughs) What I did say is that living a life of deprivation in pursuit of a thin body will not. Pause. I have long hair. It doesn't take that long. What are you doing? You're just trying to show off the gunch. No one wants to see it. No one wants it. Make you happy. Living a life of deprivation in pursuit of anybody will not make you happy. Fuck are you doing with your hair? Hearing that there are people in this world who don't structure their life around striving to look like you feels the same as being told that there's something wrong with your body. I'm sorry that you were promised the world in exchange for looking a certain way and that that turned out to be a scam. I'm sorry you brain doesn't work. There's no body that magically unlocks happiness and we are worth so much more than these fragile flesh prisons. (laughs) (laughs) the eyes chico they never lie What is the best move to silence a woman? 
But here's the Tainty Man. Hey, Tainty Boy. Tainty Man. Tainty Man. Tainty Man. Tainty Man. Tainty Boy. Tainty Boy. Tainty Boy. Tainty Man. Tainty Man. Tainty Boy. Tainty Boy. Tainty Boy. Tainty Boy. Tainty Boy. Yay! Tainty Man. Church. Church. Church, 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 churchy, churchy, say hi. Can we get some belly rubs? Yeah, give me some love. Oh, he's a good girl. You're so cute. Give us some loves. Oh, sweet mama. Everyone loves you. Everyone thinks you're so cute. You're such a good girl. Give me your belly rubs. Belly rubs. Belly rubs. Oh, everyone misses Papa Swolio. I know. She doesn't want to come in here. I need to get another camera and put her up in her bed. Because I'll put her in her bed, but then she'll come and she'll lay over by my feet. We'll have to get Papa in here in a couple episodes. I just have to bring her in. She's sleeping in the other room. All right, good girl. Okay. See, I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps down. Okay, good girl. All right, fam, that's it for today. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Uh, all men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, hashtag make America swole. Let's fucking go, Beach. Let's give away the swole card. Tomorrow we have a round table. Let's kick this thing off. <laughs> Giving away the swole card. Giving away the fucking swole card, bitches. Giving away the fucking swole card. Giving away the fucking swole card, bitches. We got a winner. Natty Knight Congratulations. Congratulations. Send us emails to support at swolnormous.com. Swole card 2525 in subject mailing address. Body of email. Thank you very much. Send us that shit and let's nut this beach tomorrow. We got a round table beaches. You know what I'm saying? You heard? You heard? Congratulations, Beach. To gain or not to gain. No, baby. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Roundtable 40 tomorrow, 5 p.m. is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Mercy! Mercy! Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn! 60% of the time, it works. Every time. That doesn't make sense. Oh, Tainty Boy. My Tainty Man. My Tainty Man Boy. You're my man, boy. 
My tainty man My tainty boy You hear this fam? You hear this? This is a buttery man voice You hear that? Buttery man vocals Coming at you live Episode 2525 Sick fucking games Bitch That is making games We got it now. Ooh, Alex Jones making the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. Now funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. That's fucking bullshit. That's fucking good. There's Tiny Tuck, Typical Tuck, Total Tuck, and the Tyrannical Tuck. I'm a fair guy. He is making me absolutely crazy. Sand! 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 Ah, It is not my place as a smaller-bodied white man to comment on it. Clip the rope. Coast to coast. Fucking nailed it. All right, let's go. Let's go, bitches. All right, join the fam today. Okay. That's getting a little bit more demanding. Fam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Stone. It's my cloak of judgment. I'm judging everyone, and uh, I'm judging hard. Papa Swoley, you shouldn't judge people. I am judging. I'm judging hard, and I'm judging deep. I'm judging. I'm judging. Oh, I'm judging. Especially when I'm wearing the cloak. I'm judging extra. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you hit the thumbs up on the way out. Uh, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify especially. You can watch the video on Spotify. Um... Yeah, and subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. We'll see you tomorrow for the roundtable. 5 p.m. Eastern time, of course, you can listen to this philosophy. That will also be up on the um, on the pod the podcast stream. And, of course, check out also this enormous audio experience. You'll get another one today. Thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you tomorrow at the roundtable, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and then back here for overtime on Friday. We have the FEFCast. We have overtime right after. It's going to be fire, so don't miss out. Next two days, two private live streams for members. It's going to be fucking epic. Join us. SwoleNormousX.com. Thanks for being here. We'll see you at the round table tomorrow. Peace, McGee's Deuce, McGoose, your boy, Papa Swolio. Oh, 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 out. Crazy flow, need a straight jacket. Cash flow, I'm a bank addict. Six subs, had the bass smacking. Eight away, had the place clapping. Three girls is enough for me, so I pull out like the stock crashing, like an IPO trying to purchase me. This a private sector, so you can't have it. Faking all that boom babbing. Who you think you is, boy? 90s want they sound back, so I give rap all these fake rappers as I take matters in my own hands. I don't need rapping, I don't need Zams. I don't need help, I'm a grown man. Now they can't laugh and they so mad, it's like. Then y'all found that young king with my crown at ten racks in the fence.